0: What's up and welcome in to another edition of Tuesday Wrestling Tuesday. I'm Jonathan Hood. Follow the show on Instagram and Twitter at WrestlingTWT. And don't forget about that YouTube page as well, YouTube.com. Look for Tuesday Wrestling Tuesday and subscribe to our YouTube page. As always, we appreciate you stopping by as we talk wrestling with you every Tuesday and sometimes twice a week. So let me tell you first and foremost before we get into the news of pro wrestling slash sports entertainment my weeknight show that airs between 7 and 10 p.m central time on espn 1000 will change starting monday on the 23rd of march my show will be 6 to 9 p.m central time meaning that i will have something called the Baseball Show, in which I talk baseball for the first hour uh, between 6 and 7. Now, the reason why I'm telling you that is because ever since we relaunched Tuesday Wrestling Tuesday, it has been on at 9.30 p.m. Central Time on ESPN 1000 where we have shows. Well, because of the time of my show changing, we have not determined when we will air our TWT live on ESPN 1000 just yet we'll figure that out in about a week or so exactly what's a good time to put it on the radio live on ESPN 1000 but for those of you that always check out the podcast it's always going to be there for you at Wrestling TWT on Twitter and on Instagram and of course if you're downloaded this podcast and you're telling people about Tuesday Wrestling Tuesday so we can grow as a TWT tribe cool So you always have the podcast. But as far as live, not sure exactly when it's going to air on ESPN 1000. But it will be on Tuesdays for sure. Working that out. Uh, So looking forward to that. Um, So I I definitely am looking forward to seeing what will happen there with Tuesday Wrestling Tuesday. And finding out what time we will air it live. So glad that you're in today. There's so much news that's going on. And with COVID-19, there are some... On social media, and I'm sure that you're seeing the same thing, and maybe you feel this way yourself, That is just much ado about nothing, that this thing is just over the top, and there's too much hype over what's going on with the coronavirus. I will tell you from my standpoint as a citizen of this country, America, that it's about safety first. It doesn't really matter what side of the aisle that you rock with when it comes to your political beliefs. What it comes down to is safety for everybody, number one. And number two, making sure that everybody is in a position where if they need to get tested, they can get tested. And if that means closing bars and restaurants for a little bit, if that means closing and suspending some of the sporting events that we enjoy watching, including in professional wrestling as well, which we'll get to as well, then you gotta do what you gotta do. As simple as that. You have to make sure that everybody is healthy. And it's just not happening for everybody because there's deaths because of the coronavirus. There are things going on in this country in which there are people that are are isolated. Uh, They are trying to find out whether or not they have COVID-19 or not. And this outbreak and this pandemic is an issue. Anyone can turn, turn a blind eye to it pretending like it's not happening, but it's happening. It's happening, and hopefully that this will be resolved and we can get back to somewhat of a normal life. No matter what happens with COVID-19 before this, we were not in a normal life, but this is something that's completely abnormal that we're not used to. And if you're a sports fan, you're going through it right now because... If you're a diehard sports fan and you're 1st, 2nd, 3rd, 4th, 5th, 6th, 7th, 8th, ninth, 10th thing that you enjoy watching is sports, it's very, very difficult. Uh, and of course, professional wrestling is involved with this COVID-19 uh, epidemic as well because there are many shows that have been canceled or postponed or moved to other dates because of what's going on. I don't think it's an overreaction. I just think it's you're making sure that everyone is safe and that this pandemic will be handled so we can move on with our lives um i I will just tell you as i move on to the wrestling part of this um not a lot has changed with me outside of just washing my hands and just being very careful of where i'm touching Uh, i was doing that somewhat anyway but i think it's happening a lot more now recently because of what the red cross and medical doctors are saying so just being careful is not going to make me hide under the bed It's just going to make me understand like this is a serious issue and we have to treat it as such. The idea that someone has this conspiracy theory that this is nothing, what's the big deal with this? Go ahead and live your life and just touch everything and be good with everything and hopefully you'll be okay. Uh, But for me, I'll trust the medical doctors more so than I trust anybody in in a White House or someone on Twitter. (laughs) That's just me. More on the doctor's side than any other person that doesn't have a a medical degree. But that's just me. Let's talk about WrestleMania. And we know whether it's going to be at Raymond James Stadium or Performance Center or uh, another arena in Tampa. Either way, I think we're going to see WrestleMania. We just don't know in what form. But we do know uh, several of the storylines. I mentioned last time that we spoke that Randy Orton feels like WrestleMania because of this... Rivalry with Edge that has been rekindled. It feels like WrestleMania. And I just really believe that over the last month plus or so, whatever the WWE is trying to set up, it hasn't felt like WrestleMania. Well, I think Randy Orton and Edge definitely feel like it's going to be a strong WrestleMania match. Something else you can add to that list as well as we close to WrestleMania, and that is John Cena and The Fiend. It almost makes you remember or forget that the Fiend was the champion at one point because of the inherent rivalry between Cena and Bray Wyatt from years past. I don't even think about the Fiend or Bray Wyatt as WWE champion or universal champion. I just think about how Cena and Wyatt had some pretty good matches and I go back to the power of the promo, something I talked about in previous episodes here on TWT. I really believe in the prom- power of the promo. Even in 2020, if you have a good promo, you can sell us as wrestling fans on the spoken word. It still matters today. I retweet a lot of the great promos because I'm a sucker for a great promo. Going back to the 80s and 90s, uh, there are a lot of wrestling uh Twitter pages that just love to be able to run promos and I fall in love with them. If you follow me on Twitter, you see I retweet a lot of them because it still matters if you can be able to sell your match. I really liked uh, what John Cena had to say. John Cena gave one of the best promos I've ever heard on SmackDown from the Performance Center this past Friday. Uh, I will spare you the stupid-ass Michael Cole question to open up this uh, conversation that he had with John Cena of asking, have you ever been through anything like this? And what he meant is, have you ever done a promo or spoke to an audience in front of an empty arena? because there was nobody there at the Performance Center, as you well know if you watch SmackDown. Um, so, yeah, it was just a, just part of the just dumb questions that are asked by interviewers or reporters or broadcasters in the WWE. Have you ever been, in through, been through anything like this? Well, of course not. We haven't been through COVID-19 before, but it's just typical WWE asking stupid-ass questions. Nonetheless, let's take a look now at John Cena. John Cena gives, I think, one of the best promos that we've heard in a long time. Definitely one of the best from him. And, of course, Bray Wyatt intervenes as well. I think this is very well done to end SmackDown this past Friday. Let's talk about WrestleMania. And you
1: actually faced Bray Wyatt a number of years ago at WrestleMania. and. That you defeated him and he has said a number of occasions that this caused the downward spiral in his life and really gave uh
0: gave birth to the fiend man
2: that's uh that's tough to digest so so how do i respond to somebody who blames their failure on me uh, they're not gonna like my response uh it's nothing new to me multiple people multiple times i have said to my face behind my back on the internet that I am the reason for their failure. I guess you can just uh, add Bray Wyatt to the list. And that is a long list of names of people with potential. Now potential can be good, but Michael Cole can also be dangerous because it can make you lazy. It can make you believe your own hype. So let's trace our steps back. Why did Bray Wyatt fall into a downward spiral six years ago after WrestleMania? He got lazy, he gave up, and he blamed me. Bray Wyatt's biggest enemy is Bray Wyatt. Let me ask you a question, Michael Cole. Why does nobody ever say that about me? And I know what you're thinking at home. Like, well, John, it's because you win a lot. (laughs) Ha, ha, ha! You know I have suffered monumental setbacks in the WWE. (laughs) Lost to The Miz at WrestleMania. I lost to RVD at One Night Stand. I lost to CM Punk in Chicago and watched him walk out with the championship. I lost to The Rock at WrestleMania. I was pulverized by Brock Lesnar. I had to buy a ticket to WrestleMania only to get squashed by The Undertaker in less than five minutes. So why, after all of these setbacks, does no one ever say, well, John Cena's buried? It's because they know who I am. If I fail, I put the blame on no one else but myself. I adapt, I overcome, and I get my ass back in the fight. We got way too many WWE superstars around here that'll tell you they've wanted to do this their whole entire life. But when the demand gets too great, when the work gets too heavy, they get lazy and they blame everybody else but themselves. So how do I respond to somebody who blames me for their failure? Give me a chance, I'll give them an attitude adjustment. John, I'd like to take you back to a couple of weeks ago when you returned to SmackDown in your hometown of Boston. Let's take a look. What am I doing at WrestleMania? I'm I'm doing the right thing. This year, WrestleMania should go on without John Cena. Why would you try to antagonize Bray Wyatt? Antagonize? I accepted a challenge because I believe in what I said. The WWE needs to invest in its future. In my opinion, Bray Wyatt is not that future. Names like McIntyre, Champa, Riddle, Ripley, Velveteen, Dream, invest in those names. Why on earth? Do we continue to give fifth and sixth chances to people when the demand gets great and times get hard? All they do is say, what about me? And not how can I help you? I want to invest in people that earn it each and every single day. The reason I took Bray Wyatt's challenge at WrestleMania is so I can take Bray Wyatt out of the equation. Michael Cole, this ain't going to be a WrestleMania match to steal the show. It's going to be physical. It is going to be gruesome, and it is going to be uncomfortable to watch. But this WrestleMania match is going to accomplish what should have happened six years ago, ending the existence of the most overhyped, overvalued, overprivileged WWE superstar in existence.
0: (laughs) You talk about selling a show, selling WrestleMania, John Cena laid out the story, and I'll tell you something else too. What it was interesting about it is, is that I think a lot of that was a shoot. And whether you believe it or I believe it, and I'll tell you my thought on it, it was very, very strong and very powerful. I believe that what Cena says is probably what Maybe some of the powers that be like Vince McMahon or Triple H or others may feel the same way, that they're just wrestlers that just kind of going through the motions and they don't want to grab the brass ring. I think that's an interesting way to put it the way John put it. But uh, at the same time, you can't tell me that the future of the WWE is only in NXT. A lot of those wrestlers that he mentioned are NXT wrestlers. Talking about Velveteen Dream and Rhea Ripley and, and others. Well, there's a locker room f- filled with men and women on Raw and SmackDown that deserve that opportunity as well. And I don't consider them lazy. So those that are undermined, that do work hard on house shows, that do work hard in the ring. Well, they're just carpenters. Who's looking at you, The Revival. He's looking at you, Dolph Ziggler. He's looking at you, Cesaro. The list goes on and on and on. And I understand that in wrestling, everybody can't get over. Everybody can't be champion. When you've got a locker room filled with, I don't know how many wrestlers WWE has now, two, three hundred, four hundred wrestlers at their arsenal, at their fingertips. Point is, is that just because they've been around for a while doesn't mean that they always have to be in the same spot. I mean, there's men and women that work hard. And Cena mentioned a number of them that's in NXT. I mean, that might be the might be the future, but there's future stars that could be rooted for in, on Raw and SmackDown every single week that don't get the opportunity that they deserve. There are some that's always going to be in the middle of the card, no matter how hard they work. There's some that's always going to be carpenters, jobbers, those that will always do the job because they work so hard that they are good in putting others over. Doesn't mean they always have to be in that spot wrestling has never been that where there's always been mid card guys that can never be in the main event or the semi main event. There have been mid that have been able to get there they might lose, but at least they were in main events or semi main events. The WWE, when you're in a spot, you're stuck there. And if you're not stuck there, you're just going on the way down or off of television period. So what I really enjoyed is what John Cena had to say. But then on top of that, Bray Wyatt, and if you've watched, by the way, the Florida Championship Wrestling documentary, you saw what Bray Wyatt was like when he first got into the WWE system, and how he was the best promo even there, when he was a student slash young and upcoming rookie in the WWE with Florida Championship Wrestling, and how... Those like Sasha Banks or Charlotte and others, when they were young, they knew that Bray Wyatt was the best promo in the company. Well, Bray Wyatt goes from ringside into the ring to confront John Cena. If you thought the Cena was very good. Oh, the Bray Wyatt, oh man, pretty good.
3: I you know you're saying some really mean and hateful stuff about me. It's good to see you again, John. <laughs> but I mean, Look at you! Look at you! You're doing great, man! You're a big Hollywood star now. You got big muscles still. You got beautiful girlfriends on tap. I mean, most of us can't even imagine what it must be like to be John Cena for just one day! But, you do have me all wrong, John. You see, I'm not sick. You are. I know why you came here, John. And I know why you can't say no. You you don't really think we think that you care about the future, do we? I mean, John Cena cares about John Cena, right? And then he doesn't, it doesn't matter who he has to smash or bury along the way, as long as he gets his spotlight. Spotlight, yeah. That's what it's all about. You you crave it like an addict. You you fiend for it. <laughs> and six years ago at WrestleMania, you you took something from me. And I, I thought about it a lot. Matter of fact, I thought about it so much that I wanted to take my hands and push them into my skull and smash my brain into a million pieces just so that I could have five seconds of peace without the voices talking to me, but the voices, they never stopped. And then something magical happened. One day I i stopped fighting the voices and I started listening to them. <laughs> And they took my crooked little world and they turned it into a majestic funhouse. <laughs> you broke me, John. But the fiend, he put me back together. And at WrestleMania, it's going to be a slaughter. You just don't know it yet. Let me in, John.
0: (laughs) Wow. (laughs) I mean, that feels like WrestleMania. It feels like both of these guys are going to go at it, and it should be a really good matchup at WrestleMania. John Cena returning to take on Bray Wyatt. Really good stuff. One other thing, too, about John Cena and The Fiend and SmackDown being from the Performance Center in Orlando, Florida. I continue to see on Twitter people saying, well, you know, it didn't feel like the same show. It feels weird because there's no fans. Where, I mean, I don't understand there's no fans. Here's what new school fans don't understand And I'll explain this because I'm sure other shows have not explained this. So I'll do this as a long time wrestling fan. Watching professional wrestling is about watching the wrestlers. Watching professional wrestling is watching what is going on in the ring It's the two wrestlers, four wrestlers, six wrestlers, battle royal, whatever. It's about the wrestlers telling a story. It's not about who's on the outside, who's got what sign, how is the crowd reacting. Because if you have to react to how the crowd reacts while you're watching at home, then that's a problem. I'm not saying that you're a bad fan. What I'm saying is, is that professional wrestling is about what's between the ropes in the squared circle. I grew up watching uh, the AWA and watching the Bruisers uh, wrestling from Indianapolis and watching small crowds and studio wrestling for a long time. You know what that studio wrestling show was about? It was about the wrestlers, it was about the storylines, it's about the promo. All those things still matter in 2020, but here's what's happened. The focus now is, oh, the fans are not reacting, oh, the match sucks. Oh, the fans seem bored, so the match sucks. No, the match either is good or bad based on what's going on in the ring. Are you entertained by what's in the ring, not whether or not the fans are keeping up a chant outside the ring? This is where we get it all screwed up on our analysis as wrestling fans. It's not about whether or not the crowd's going wild. It's about whether or not you and me, us, are going wild, watching at home, not in the arena. That's where we get it all screwed up as wrestling fans. The idea that people are looking at the empty seats saying, oh, there's no crowd, uh... Nobody cares or, oh, there's no crowd. So how can the wrestlers wrestle when there's no crowd? Because they're artists. Because they're professional wrestlers. Their focus is not on you sitting in row 10. The focus is on how they can put on a good match. And if anyone's ever seen ICW wrestling from from the PAFOs, and you can just put that in your Google and go to YouTube and find that, the Paphos used to have fans that they would paint, meaning that it would be just a cardboard cutout, and, it'd be, and they would paint fans in that arena. And it would just be a picture of fans looking like that they're cheering, but because the low-quality cameras that they had were so bad, you couldn't tell if they were real fans or not, so it would just be a picture of fans. And so, ultimately, those wrestlers for uh, Randy uh Savage's dad, Angelo Pafo, there'd probably be more uh, ten people in there, fifteen people in there. They didn't care. They didn't care who's in there. They're trying to entertain us. And that should be the focus for us as wrestling fans. Who cares who's there, who's not there? WrestleMania might be in front of nobody. Raw coming up as we record this on the, for the 16th maybe in front of nobody. Who cares? Doesn't matter. It's about what's in the ring. That's the focus. We talk about the power of the promo. This past AEW took place in uh, Salt Lake City, Denver. I know it was in Mountain Time. Um, I know the... Not, not, it was in Salt Lake City. I'm kidding. On the 11th of uh, March in Salt Lake, Jim Ross sat down with John Moxley, the AEW champion. I'm very interested to find out what John Moxley will be like as AEW champion because he gets a great response every time he comes out. And he performs well in the ring, which is the most important thing. I just like to know what his reign is going to be like as AEW champion. He sat down with Jim Ross, and I thought it was a very good interview. A good back and forth between the two.
4: It's real for me to be here with the AEW heavyweight champion. We have got to chat since you won the title. Congratulations. Glad to see you here. After last week's conclusion of Dynamite, I wasn't so sure when I was going to see you again. But be that as it may, you aren't physically clear. The doctors. ...have medically suspended you from being at the arena. You care to elaborate on your injuries? Yeah, I'm not feeling uh, very good. I'm pretty bent out of
5: shape. I'm pretty pissed off. To be honest with you, that's about as far as I will elaborate on my injuries. But let's be honest. This whole game between me and the inner circle, it's only ever been about one thing. So let me ask you,
4: who's winning the, the game? Right now you're ahead, but one on five odds is daunting. How do you address that with people that say, champ, you don't have a chance?
5: Look, I say what I mean. I mean what I say. I speak the truth. I told him on Wednesday on Dynamite. I so said, if you want this back, I dare you. What about you, Hager? Huh? With your little power bomb, powerbomb? Powerbomb the stage? It was real cute. It was a nice touch. Step into
4: the batter's box, bitch. Somewhere down the road, it would seem to me like it's almost inevitable. You and uh, Hager someplace, sometime.
5: Yeah, well, I'll tell you, he's hit... Me harder than I've ever been hit by anybody in my life. And that's really saying something when you look at my resume. But at the end of the day,
4: he's just another guy in AEW. You know, we're coming up on one of the signature success stories in AEW's young history, the success of uh, ticket sales in Newark. It's like a pay-per-view card. What's your game plan for Newark?
5: AEW's blood and guts, pro wrestling is blood and guts, I am blood and guts, so I wouldn't miss this for the world. The Inner Circle tried to take my eye out, tried to paralyze me and my career. Two, three inches one way or the other, they would have succeeded, but they didn't. Now the Inner Circle has a hell of a task in front of them with them elite boys. And I'm in their blind spot. And if you are smart as you think you are, that scares you.
0: So thoughts there from John Moxley. Some good stuff there as AEW champion. It if AEW is doing a good job of just telling the stories they need to tell to try to get to the next event, try to get to the next television dynamite show or dark and try to get to the next pay-per-view. It's it's some really good stuff on the top end because there are veterans that have been there and done that. Uh, the young part of that roster is catching up and learning slowly from these veterans, and there's going to be a process. But when I see John Moxley, when I see Chris Jericho, or some of the veterans that we've seen for a long time, they know exactly what they're doing. So because of COVID-19, you and I know that there's been a number of cancellations and um. Some rescheduling from AEW standpoint. Uh, Dynamite was supposed to be on the East Coast in Rochester, New York, and Newark, as you just heard there from uh, Jim Ross, but that is not the case now because there's a number of companies, including AEW, that had to reschedule. Uh, the Dynamite episode scheduled for Milwaukee, Wisconsin on April 1st uh, from the Panther Arena that's the old Mecca where the Bucks used to play. Um, it's going to still air live, but a different location. And I think that is going to be a daily place in Jacksonville on this upcoming Wednesday, the 18th, um, which is really the home arena or home base for AW. I can imagine there's going to be a number of shows take place from um, from that place. And it might be an empty dailies place or limited fans uh, watching uh, from that standpoint. But we'll, we'll keep our eyes on that, obviously, when it comes about. Dynamite in Milwaukee has been rescheduled to Wednesday, October 28th. Actually, was going to go to Milwaukee to see that show on the first if I could. uh, But now it's been rescheduled to Wednesday, October 28th. So maybe I'll get another opportunity to see it uh, at the Panther Arena. Good arena that's nearby um, the new arena for um, Milwaukee where the Bucks play. The Dynamite episode scheduled for St. Louis um, will be relocated. It's going to still uh, air live on TNT. And that's gonna probably be a Dave's place as well. Uh, there's gonna be a new location. It's gonna be announced, and again, that's gonna be a Dave's place. That I read this, um, read this from AEW. So two reschedules: uh, Milwaukee and St. Louis. But that's not the only ones. MLW. I saw this. Just the other day, the MLW is going to reschedule its uh, intimidation games to June, and they're going to be off the road for about 30 to 45 days. They're going to cancel events, CMLL, they're canceling their events as well. All this is because of the coronavirus outbreak, and it's about trying to make everyone safe and keeping everyone safe. And so I, I think that that is a smart uh, thing to do because hey, this is a very troubling time right now. I don't think it's an overreaction. It's just trying to be playing on the safe side, and I got no problem with that. Um, I want to pass along to you an interview... That Jeff Dickerson, my partner on Dickerson and Hood on ESPN Radio and ESPNradio.com, we work the weekends on the network side uh, in which our shows heard all over the country on ESPN Radio Network, Saturdays and Sunday afternoons. So if you're driving around and you are in a market that has ESPN Radio, more than likely you'll hear us uh, on Saturday and Sunday afternoons. And we had a number of guests on, clearly because of this COVID-19 pandemic. So we had a number of guests on uh, on Sunday, the 15th of March. And we were talking to guests from around the sports world about how this outbreak is affecting sports. So we had, for the first time, Christy Dosh. Christy Dosh is from Forbes.com. She used to work for ESPN, and she's really good with sports and business. And so we got into the conversation about the UFC. Uh, The UFC had a show in Brazil with no fans. They had their show. You would think with all the cancellations that the UFC would go and fall in line with uh, some of the other uh, indoor sporting and outdoor sporting events. Uh, But... That wasn't to be. UFC still had their show uh, on this past uh, Saturday uh, on the 14th from Brazil. So we asked Christy Dosh her thoughts about that. And then we got into the WWE and WrestleMania. There's something that she said that I hadn't heard at the time of our conversation. Listen to Christy Dosh as she talks about the UFC. But then we get into talking about WrestleMania. Like, what is going to happen? Is this going to be at Raymond James Stadium or not, and what is the holdup when we get an answer from Christy Dosh.
1: You know, Christy, we, we at ESPN, we aired the UFC fights last night, and they moved that mm-hmm. to Brazil, and they seem like, you know, they're just full steam ahead, like they're not going to stop uh, based on everything that's that's going on in the world and in, in the country. I'm just wondering, um, how much money are they, are they losing money by doing this? Are they saving money by doing this? Like, what's the What's the economic benefit for them, do you think, having to go to Brazil to have their fights just to keep it going?
6: I've been trying to figure out with the UFC and with WWE, because they've been the two that were really staunch about not canceling big events. And I wondered what their insurance policies say, which I can't get my hands on. But as an attorney and somebody who's seen a lot of insurance policies, I'm wondering if they are pushing forward because for example, WWE kept saying, well, Tampa hasn't made us cancel the event yet. And I wonder if, tampa canceling the event versus wwe canceling the event makes a difference in terms of what they might be able to collect from something called business interruption insurance and i don't know the answer to that but i just feel like there's more to the story than we're getting somehow they need to carry on for a specific reason and they're willing to kind of push the envelope a little so i'll be interested to see how that goes over the next week or two because now you're starting to see Bars and restaurants getting closed. Whole state thing. They're closing things down. So I think we are just at the, the very beginning of this.
0: Christy, just to, um, to talk about WrestleMania just for a second, because that is a huge event. They expect it to be sold out. That is not just a... a United States event. That's an international event in which there are fans Mm -hmm. from all across the world that come to WrestleMania. Everyone's supposed to be at Tampa for Raymond James Stadium. What is your gut feeling for this? Because I've read that if it's not going to be at Raymond James, it could be in a smaller venue. What's your gut feeling on whether or not that takes place in a few weeks?
6: I kind of feel like Tampa and the WWE have been playing a game of chicken over this. Like, somebody's going to have to call it, but neither of them wants to be the one to do it. And I live in Florida, and I have seen several pleas being made to the governor, not about WWE specifically, but about, you know, really shutting down a lot of businesses across the state to prevent the spread here. And so I think everybody's waiting for someone else to do something about it. Um, And that's why I'm curious how the insurance provisions read, because I know that Austin forced... South by Southwest to cancel, and I remember reading an article about South by Southwest and their insurance policy and whether or not it was going to pay, and that's what got me really thinking about how does insurance play into this here, so I don't know what WWE is going to do. I mean, they could move it to their performance center, like they did SmackDown last week, but WrestleMania wouldn't be the same if you had no one, you know, no audience, no fans. But on the other hand, none of us have anything to watch. So we'd probably still watch.
0: Interesting perspective when it comes to the insurance. Is that what the WWE is waiting for? It is interesting thoughts there from, uh, from her regarding the story. Now, it's funny that she mentions the insurance piece of all of this because on Wrestling Observer Live, there was Brian Alvarez and he was doing his show um, talking about the cancellations across the wrestling landscape. And I guess he heard the same thing about uh, possible issues with the WWE holding things up because remember... Everything's cut down. Everything is is canceled or will be rescheduled, but the WWE still holds steadfast that on April 5th, they're going to have WrestleMania. I think they still will have WrestleMania. I'm not sure if it's going to be at Raymond James Stadium. I'm thinking it won't. I think they're going to make plans to go in a different venue. And that is going to cut into the money for sure, the the revenue uh, that the state of Florida would make, the city of Tampa would make. Um, But um, some thoughts from Brian Alvarez about this as he's up in arms.
1: WrestleMania at this point has not been canceled. In a soundbite recorded Thursday, After an emergency meeting of the country's emergency policy group, Hillsborough County Commissioner Les Miller said if WWE doesn't make the call to postpone WrestleMania due to the ongoing COVID-19 pandemic, they likely will. I am hoping that Vince McMahon and WrestleMania and WWE make the call themselves. But a week from now, if they've not done that, and we're still in the situation we're in, we'll probably have to pull the plug on that, he said. Dude. Mm. So, the... Wrestling Observer awards issue is out and we already have a strong contender for next year's most disgusting promotional tactic and that is WWE still not having canceled WrestleMania. I don't know for sure. Okay? I can't tell you 100%. But I have heard from more and more people very close at WWE who are telling me that the reason this thing has not been canceled or postponed is an insurance reason. The city needs to cancel WrestleMania they need to prevent wrestlemania from happening for wwe to collect on an insurance policy that is that is the information that i've been given from several people now i don't know if this is if this is true or not but these people are close to wwe and that's what they're saying i can't think of another good reason whatever the reason is but the fact of the matter is like regardless of whether it's an insurance reason or not i look around seattle and wherever you are This is going to happen to you here pretty soon. And there's businesses closing down. Our jiu-jitsu school is shut down, the jiu-jitsu and the karate school. And the jiu-jitsu school, I mean, that's not my main source of income. So it sucks, but it's not the end of the world. But like the karate school, that's their main source of income, shut down. And there's jiu-jitsu schools all over the state that are shutting down. And this is just things that I know personally. I mean, there's way more than that. I mean, there's retail locations shutting down. The yoga schools are shutting down. More and more places are having to shut down. Restaurants. And even if you're not shut down, even if you're not shut down, this social isolation policy that they would like everybody to adhere to, I mean, there are so many people, not everybody, by the way, because you can go online and see how many people were packing the bars yesterday that just did not care one way or the other. But like the people that are actually abiding by this and trying to mostly stay at home and try to slow the spread of coronavirus, I mean, they're not going to restaurants. They're not going to stores. There are so many businesses that are being affected by this that can't afford it. And meanwhile, WWE, which can more than afford to cancel WrestleMania without collecting that insurance policy, They're just sitting here, and they're waiting. And they're just going to, the show must go on. 80,000 people from all over the country, they're all going to fly into this WrestleMania on April 5th. We're just going to act like the thing's still going on. Everything has been canceled, except WWE. Do you realize how bad this looks? And then we've got Hillsborough County Commissioner Les Miller here. Well, you know, if they don't cancel it, well, I guess we're going to have to pull the plug. What are you waiting for? What are what are both sides waiting for? It looks so bad, especially to people whose livelihood is badly being affected by this. And here's a company whose livelihood, it will not be affected one iota if they canceled WrestleMania tomorrow and didn't collect on their insurance policy. It's not going to matter one bit. Yeah, the stock's going to go down a little bit. Oh, no. The whole stock market is down. Everybody's 401k. Everybody's everybody's stock is down. So, I just cannot believe that the show has still not been canceled. It, it's, it's outlandish. Well,
0: the thoughts there from Brian Alvarez from Wrestling Observer Live. <laughs> you can find that on YouTube or go to uh, the Wrestling Observer website and be able to pick up the audio there on that. Well, as always, I appreciate you checking out the show, Tuesday Wrestling Tuesday. A uh, couple other notes. I'll... You know, usually during this time of the show, I have something special from Eric Bischoff. <laughs> I won't play it this time, but Eric Bischoff took a little bit of a side swipe at Tony Khan, the AEW uh, president. Uh, I'll, maybe I'll play that another time, but I just thought that was interesting from his podcast just recently. Um, and two shows. Want to give a shout out to the NWA. You know, during this time without any sports, I was able to catch up on my NWA um, shows that they have on YouTube every Tuesday. Man, that show, it just continues to be off the chain, and they continue to get somewhere between one hundred fifty and 200,000 views uh, on that show, and that says a lot. It shows that there's growth there at the NWA. I think that uh, they're doing a great job, and uh, I'm really enjoying that, so if you've not checked that out, check out the NWA. Some really great storytelling there on that show, and shout out to the second greatest heel ...in the WWE... ...and that is... ...Noam Dar... ...have you watched NXT UK? I know that you've heard... ...Josh Lopez and I talk about this on... ...TWT... ...Noam Dar took on Leguero... ...on NXT UK... ...he had a great promo afterwards... ...Noam Dar... ...is a terrific heel... ...that not enough people are talking about... ...or watching NXT UK... ...that's one of my favorite brands to watch... ...because if you notice... The NWA, NXT UK, just an hour. (laughs) Easy to consume. So some good stuff there from both of those uh, companies as well. Well, as always, my friends, I want to tell you, you can follow TWT on Twitter and Instagram at WrestlingTWT. And don't forget the YouTube page, youtube.com. I want to mention this too, and I should have said this at the top. There's so much information. So you can go and download the ESPN Chicago app. If you want to hear my podcast, you can do that right there, Under the Hood with Jonathan Hood Weeknights on ESPN 1000. Go to the ESPN Chicago app, hit the download button, that way you can listen live and you can catch all the podcasts on that station as well as Under the Hood. And also, you can catch Tuesday Wrestling Tuesday also has a tile on there as well, so you can catch not only my usual sports talk show, but Tuesday Wrestling Tuesday is on there as well. Download the ESPN Chicago app. And again, I just don't want you to miss an episode. Whatever content we have, it could be breaking news and i just come in here and in my studio and record something, I just want you to be able to catch our content, and I want you to respond as well. If you hear something that you like and don't or don't like, make sure that you reach out to me on Twitter at WrestlingTWT or email the show, UTHPods at Outlook.com, UTHPods at Outlook.com. I just want to know that you're listening and having a fun time listening to our content when it comes to pro wrestling. All right, I will talk to you next time. Hope you have a great St. Patrick's Day. Recording this a little bit earlier than St. Patrick's Day. Uh, some of this news might change by the time we get to uh, the actual Tuesday. I'm recording this on Monday, so maybe Tuesday will be something different. We'll see. But if not, when is WrestleMania and Vince McMahon and the city of Tampa and the state of Florida going to say something? We'll find out. Thanks for listening, as always, to another edition of Tuesday Wrestling Tuesday.